0: Today, on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, Canada is about to join Europe in making airlines accountable for delays. And nonstop service to Santa Barbara starts on Southwest. Details next in the news. In our Smarter Traveler segment at 320, Mark talks about the wisdom of COVID testing just before you travel. I've spent the last week in the Hawaiian Islands, and I have some insights to share if you're thinking of or have scheduled an island vacation. All that begins at 335. Hawaii
1: certainly one of my favorite destinations. Can't wait to hear your first-person update, Mark.
0: Thank you for joining us, direct from Hawaii, Mark and Tom, on today's edition of the Travel Guys. On the road again, just can't wait to get on the road again. I've got two tickets to to
1: Alaska, I go north to Russia's zone. with the show hey there hey there my friends mark hoffman and tom romano with you the travel and entertainment guys brought to you by sports leisure vacations thanks for uh spending a little bit of time with us got one of those shows where tom's uh stuck upstairs in his bedroom oh wait that's called a studio (laughs) (laughs) and mark is off to hawaii with uh with a bunch of sports leisure vacation travelers, uh, welcome, Mark, all the way across the big
0: pond. How are you, my friend? Thank you, sir. Hello from the Gathering Isle of Maui, over in the Hawaiian Islands. Yeah,
1: I imagine you guys have. Uh, let's see, you've been there since about almost a week now, right?
0: Yep, got uh, spent some time on Kauai and now over here to Maui, and boy, these are really different. Places you would if you haven't been to the Hawaiian Islands before, uh, the each island has its own personality, and is vastly different. And of the four major islands, Kauai, Oahu, uh, Maui, and the Big Island, and then each of the smaller islands. Uh, Molokai and Lanai also have kind of their own personalities. So it's it's sort of like our United States on the mainland. You know, if you travel to Nevada, it feels different from California. If you travel to Oregon, it's it feels different from our home state. Um, you know, maybe not radically different, but there are just people do their ways, things differently. The laws are different. The culture's a little bit different, and so that's one thing that makes travel interesting. And certainly here in Hawaii. It's been this way for as long as I can remember. but um, And we're going to talk about this in the second half of the program. I, I feel like there are some distinct reasons um, to come to the islands. And right now, I also think there are some distinct reasons not to. And depending on what you're looking for when you get here, really should have a bearing on what your choice of islands might be.
1: All right. If you know someone uh, who's thinking about traveling to Hawaii... Uh, I would get on the phone, give him a ring up right now, and let him know that in the back half of the show, uh, we're going in-depth to Hawaii. Mark's going to have a lot of really uh, valuable information. It's going to make you a smarter traveler to the islands, okay? In the meantime, at the top of every Travel Guys radio show, we bring you up to date on what's been going on in the travel news. And with it, here's Mark.
0: The travel news. Yes, yes, yes. Well, let's go to the head, what we took out of the headlines first. Um, Southwest is going to begin serving Santa Barbara from Sacramento in just about two weeks. Starts on June the 5th. There is a morning flight um, down to Santa Barbara and a return flight uh, from down there. Also, fairly early in the day. Just one to start with. But uh, if it does well, I'm guessing that Southwest will have will add another. It's relatively inexpensive. It's the first time ever. That people from Sacramento have been able to get to Santa Barbara without, you know, going to San Francisco on one little plane and taking another little plane or going to Los Angeles and going through Los Angeles or San Francisco on small planes, connecting to small planes um, is hazardous at best. Your journey to Santa Barbara, four or five hours now, hypothetically, all things go well, Southwest to get you there in an hour, get you back in an hour, I'm guessing at a much better fare than those little tin cans that you had before. So if you want to discover what they call the American Riviera, uh, it's in Santa Barbara, which is one of the hottest destinations in the country right now. And uh, while you're going to see ridiculous prices down there during the summertime, you get to the fall, uh, my little bug on the wall tells me that prices may be a little bit more reasonable in the fall. Uh, Certainly our company, Sports Leisure Vacations, is making our first Santa Barbara journey utilizing that uh, nonstop service in October, and our trip is completely sold out. So it tells me that there is some demand for Santa Barbara. Nonstop service starts in a couple of weeks. Um, We, for many years, the Europeans have had a rule that allows people to file claims against airlines. It's called EU Rule 261. Um, it's not widely understood in the United States, but basically it says if the airline does something, if the plane breaks down or there's something that it can be shown as the airline's responsibility that has um, caused you to be delayed or a flight to be canceled, um, then you can go after the airline by fin- filing a claim and getting financial remuneration for it. What a concept. Are you telling us that, that something's going to change Ah, uh, it's getting closer to home. We've gotten it back over the pond is kind of the deal. Um, Canada is about next month to kick in uh, some rules that are similar in some cases to the EU Rule 261. They are instituting new delays for uh, in regards to flight uh, delays and also denied boarding compensation is being increased. Um, passengers on large airlines will get $400 for a delay of between three and six hours, $700 for a delay of six to nine hours, 1000 for nine hours or more. Small airlines must pay $125, $150, and $500, respectively, for those same delays. So it's not completely the same as the European Rule 261, but for folks um, who are flying to and from Canada. Now, here's the deal. Um, it needs to be on a Canadian airline you're flying United Airlines uh, to Montreal and on back home, then that's a U.S. airline and that's not going to apply. But the point here is that the Canadians have woken up to the fact that the airlines on occasion maybe should be held accountable for their actions. And I think this is something that people in our United States have a right to expect also. I'm really thrilled that it has made it across the pond. Not everything that gets to Canada gets to the U.S., But uh, at least it's a start towards maybe people being able to receive some compensation. And, you know, Tom, it's not I don't think it's the compensation as much as it is holding it over the airline's head that if you don't do it right, it might cost you money. And
1: I'm thinking that, you know, here again, costing you money. It's not about us getting getting money for all these delays, finding a way to to
0: get keep them on time. Accountability. Exactly. I, 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 I'm i when I fly, I'm not hoping that I get delayed a certain number of hours so that I would be eligible for some sort of compensation or the airline would bump me off of the flight so that I could get some money out of them for the fact that they did something they weren't supposed to do. I want to get where I'm going. So yeah. it is I, I think it's encouraging. I also suggest that it's not going to happen overnight in the U.S. The airlines have a tremendous amount of lobbying power In Washington, D.C., anytime you see the name Airlines for America, then you know that the airlines, that's the airline's main lobbying arm. And when you see Airlines for America in an article or something like that, and you're thinking, oh, well, that must be a fairly innocuous group of people, probably represents both sides. Uh, Think again. They have nothing to do with consumers. They're all about airlines. Listen, these are the same guys who hoodwinked us out of 60 billion dollars And by telling us that they needed it to be able to keep their staffs on hand, and now what's happening? They're regularly having meltdowns, having to cancel flights, reduce schedules, heading into the busiest travel summer ever because they didn't keep their staffs. So why would we expect these people to start telling us the truth now? It really would be wonderful, I think, if there were some rules that they had to— to be held to that said, look, you know, if you guys are messing around and you're lying to people at the airport and you're telling them that X, Y, Z is happening when really that's not what's happening, then it's time for you to have to step up and be accountable for those actions. I, like I say, it may not happen in my lifetime, but congratulations to the Canadians who now have figured out a way to hold their airlines accountable, at least a step in the right direction. There you go. Well, uh, maybe we can learn something from them. Maybe so. It's happened once or twice before. Um, bad news comes about gas prices this week. You may have already seen this headline: gas for the first time ever, averaging over four dollars a gallon nationally. Boy, wouldn't we kill to give a, get a four dollar gas tank? A price in California, the gas average gas price in California for the first time now over six dollars a gallon. So that's probably going to cause some people who have um, considered long driving vacations um this summer maybe shortening them by a few hundred miles because that's uh that's a lot of money for fuel and you've got to pay for hotel rooms and food and all that kind of jazz and all those things are more expensive also i got my
1: bicycle out the other day and uh, i'm gonna start using it for short trips i might even break down and get a moped and stay on
0: <laughs> a moped
1: and stay on oh, that 's a blast from the past. and stay on the surface streets if I have to you
0: know run dinner over to grandma. you know what I mean there you, there you go um, i I would actually pay to see that um <laughs> the here's a, here's a, a, an update on one of the biggest travel scams this summer, especially in resort and vacation areas like the one that i 'm in right now. Um, it's called skimmer scammers. We've talked about this from time to time a little bit. It is something that a dishonest person affixes to an ATM machine that goes over the top of the regular card slot. And in essence, when you put your card into the slot, you're not, getting, you're not accessing directly um, whoever it is that owns that terminal. You're being bypassed and your information is being collected. So you may get your money and walk away without knowing that Uh, You have unknowingly given away all of your personal information, and now somebody can go in and get the rest of the money out of your account. How do you prevent against that? Well, the first thing is try not to use private ATMs. Try to use ATMs that are located at a bank building, that are Mm -hmm. affixed to a bank building, Mm -hmm. or at least are connected with a bank. Their security levels are going to be higher than these private ATMs. Also, you're going to find that the private ATM... Uh, charges now are up to five and six dollars a crack so you you really want to when you're using atms on the road this summer really heads up because this skimmer scammer thing and if you go to an atm and you're about to put your card in and you think the equipment there looks a little wonky or something like that then my suggestion to you is um follow your follow your brain and go move on to the next atm if you possibly can don't use it um, flex. Let's talk a little bit too. Um, vacation rentals and the like are really expensive this summer. Um, one thing, a couple of, of ideas here. Uh, if you're looking for travel and you're looking for a bargain, they're going to be few and few and far between this summer. VRBO properties have suggested that um, are, they are detecting a significant drop in pricing starting in late August and September. So apparently we've got less competition. The demand is not as high, and prices typically fall after Labor Day. So if you have some flexibility in your summer vacation and can take it the week before Labor Day, that generally is the softest spot of the summer, um, or right after Labor Day oftentimes will give you that opportunity. And also, if you're renting a vacation rental, uh, something we've talked about uh, before on the Travel News uh, the My inbox is filled with stuff um, this week coming from both VRBO and Airbnb clients who didn't get what they thought they were getting. So when you book your vacation rental, if there's some part of it that you – you know, you've booked a, 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 a rental that says, hey, this is a great place for family reunions or parties or whatever – Make sure that you're within the limits of the number of people and you know what the restrictions are. Um, here's a, a, one that comes in and says, well, these people rented it for a for a family reunion. Apparently, the host got cold feet. Um, they gave them a, a, a key code to get into the house. And when the people got there for the family reunion to get into the home, they couldn't get in. So uh, they hadn't confirmed with the with the host in the last week. They went through a, a then a, a long, drawn-out situation. If you're doing a vacation rental, make sure that all of the terms of what you're doing, especially if there's anything out of the ordinary, it's just you and a traveling companion staying for a night or two in a place. If you're doing anything else, you're having a party, a special event, there's some part of the rental, You know, there's the hot tub, and you want to make sure that that's working. Um, We're in COVID times, so things like that aren't always showing up. So be extra careful, and just, it's the kind of thing that we've talked about before here, do your homework. Also, a spokesman for Expedia says one of the ways to save money is, of course, by bundling, putting your flight and your car and your hotel together. Many of the online travel agencies offer these kinds of, of packages, um You have to be careful, make sure that the car rental company that you 're bundling in is a company that you can that you're okay doing business with and that you know what you know airline and stuff you're flying on that this isn't a price line type of thing, but anyway, Expedia says again also look to the end of the summer or just after the end of the summer. Expedia also says they're seeing a lot of uh, softness at the end of October and early November, so maybe that's an opportunity for you. And finally, um, here's a great story. I really wanted to share this with people, but it's in a, uh, a locked area on the, for the Washington Post. But you, perhaps you can Google it. Um, there is an accountant, um, this is becoming more and more popular, who decided that he and his wife could live on cruise ships and it would be cheaper than living on land. Hmm. Can yeah. you imagine that? What if you went down to Stephanie and said, hey, you know, I've decided— <laughs> Honey, that we we really could live cheaper on a cruise ship for the rest hey, of
1: hey hey at the for the the price of uh, rentals or the price of buying a house, you know there there may be some logic in that. Well, this Not guy that is I an would accountant. Want to do
0: it, yeah, this guy's an accountant, and he says he's run the numbers, and he says you know he admits that there are lots of ships where you can pay three, four, five hundred dollars a day. But he said if you look around and you pick off the the ships that, you know, play, play where the sales are and stuff like that, that you can live reasonably well for about a hundred dollars a day. And, um, if you avoid the upcharges of, you know, special specialty restaurants and things like that. And the guy makes the argument, you know, you have your room and board, you have entertainment, you're going to different places. He said, kind of hard to beat that. Um, they are, <laughs> they've done a few test cruises and they're going to head off in July on back-to-back cruises for about nine months for just some brief land breaks. So we'll see. Um, Gentleman prefers Holland America uh, ships. I've kind of run some numbers here based on the cruises that he says that he's going to be on, and I'm a little skeptical that the price that he says they're going to get out of this with at $100 uh, a day might not quite be possible. But um, if you live in a fairly upscale community it's very possible that your expenses might exceed um, what it costs to live on a cruise ship. So, anyway, just an idea out there. I thought it was kind of neat. And that's your travel news for today. It's Mark and
1: Tom, the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Don't forget stuff to make you a smarter traveler, always at TravelGuysRadio.com. Mark, before we started the show, you mentioned, uh, I think, a a great idea uh, in regards to... Travel and COVID. Why don't you share your ideas with the the audience?
0: Well, this has come up a couple times. Our good buddy Chris Elliott espoused it one day last week, and I picked it up in another editorial from the New York Times. And the concept is, what if you tested for COVID right before you went traveling? If you did an at-home, an easy at-home test for yourself and whomever else was traveling with you, couple of things. You not only would be protecting the other people that you're traveling with or about to meet on the road that you may not even know, but also you could avoid this situation where you're already infected. Now you're going to get on an airplane, fly to a faraway place, and on day two or three, you're going to find that you've got some serious symptoms. And now you've got COVID, you're stuck, you're vacation is ruined, your traveling party is broken up. It just seems like such a no-brainer to me. And the government now has announced that you can get eight free home tests sent to your home address. So it just seems like the, the these two things, the stars are aligning here and giving us an opportunity to maybe cut down on a little bit of this widely spreading COVID stuff.
1: Well, you know, uh, for the longest time, uh, the government, the airlines, Uh, and so forth, demanded that we check and make sure we didn't have covid before we got on a plane. And now that it's our responsibility, you know, uh, a lot of people are just turning a blind eye, taking their masks off and just going even when they got the sniffles. You know, I I think it's a brilliant idea. You know, uh, I certainly wouldn't want to. First of all, I wouldn't want to be responsible for uh, causing other people to get sick. And, you know, you know, you will. And, you know, you did. And there you are. But I also wouldn't want to be at the end of that vacation, wherever it may be, and have to isolate myself and try to figure out uh, how I'm going to get home after five or six days of being sick. You know, and and sometimes you don't start testing negative in three, four, five days. It can be six, seven, eight days. So exactly. th- 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 that, that doesn't sound like any fun at all.
0: No, and it just it seems... Even for the people, listen, even for the people who are not vaxxed or the people who are listening, they haven't been boosted. They they believe this is all malarkey or whatever. No matter where you land on the spectrum, if you took the test, then you might possibly avoid this situation where you ruin your vacation. And vacations are not cheap these days in case you haven't checked. And so why would you want to go out? I mean, it just to me, I, I can't. And when the government said, um, you know, here are eight tests for free. We'll send them to your home address. It just seems like such a no-brainer to me that I, 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 it, it fits for everybody. If you want to look, take care of other people, look out for others. If you want to look out for yourself or you just don't want to get into a situation where you're going to spend a whole lot of money and ruin the vacation not only for yourself but the other people that you're traveling with.
1: You know if you or someone you know uh, happen to have been in a situation like that where you ended up going at uh, someplace on vacation and got stuck, uh, drop us a note at travelguysradio. com Tell us how that went for you, and if you have any recommendations for anybody else as to how they might want to approach that so We left a gentleman
0: on our trip here. We had to leave a gentleman on Kauai who tested positive. It was the third morning of the trip when he tested. Unless he had an incredible incubation period, it's not likely that he got it after he left. So if he had had a test, to test at home, then he wouldn't have come out and, and gotten stuck on Kauai for a week and kind of sort of ruined his vacation. Whether or not he has infected anybody else, that hasn't been the issue yet, but it just would have gone better for him.
1: All right, off to Hawaii. That's where Mark is broadcasting from today. And we're going to get an update on what's going on there and share some information that will make you a smarter traveler if you're thinking of uh, heading off to Hawaii. Here to make you a smarter traveler, and uh, today we do it first person. As Mark uh, sitting in the sunshine
0: in uh, in Maui, I, I do believe. Mark, uh huh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, at Ka- on the Kaanapali Beach Resort area of Maui, just uh, north of the historic town of Lahaina.
1: Well, all right, well, uh, I, I, first of all, I got to ask the question. Mm-hmm. What's the crowds like? What are the people like? What's going on there? Uh, I mean, first of all, uh,
0: you know, what, what's it look like? Well, it's, uh, it's crowded. Um, Hawaii is, has always been a very popular vacation destination for people who live on the West Coast. And so obviously this year is no exception. For people who live on the East Coast, oftentimes they have gone to some of the Caribbean islands um, and, and vacationed in that area. But um, what we're seeing this year is a lot of those folks from the eastern side of the com- country who would normally go to Europe or vacation uh, in, on islands off the east coast have decided that because they can't go do something exotic in Europe, that Hawaii is exotic. And if you think about it, you know, if you live on the east coast, Hawaii is a couple of five, six-hour plane flights or one nonstop that is not even worth talking about um, to get over here. So it's, it, it, it is a huge effort for people from the east to get here. And what we've heard on Kauai and especially here on Maui now in talking to the folks at the Royal Lahaina uh, Hotel where we are staying now last night, they say they've just seen this incredible influx of people from the East Coast. So what's happening is that most of the major hotels over here are already running sold out. We're in the middle of May. Traditionally, this week before Memorial Day is a fairly soft week. That's not the case. Um, if you're somebody who you think that you're just going to come over here and everything is going to be just like it used to be, Um, First of all, there are a lot less Uber and Lyft drivers than there traditionally have been available. Taxi cabs on the islands are very limited. So if you are going to come over here and, heaven forbid, try to get around without a rental car, which is a great idea. I mean, rental cars are tremendously expensive. Traffic on the islands, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, But if you thought you're going to come over here and just hop around a little bit or, you know, have kind of a hybrid vacation – where you'd do you'd rent a car, but on for some things you perhaps would take alternate transportation that was close first of all, there isn't much in the way of public transportation um, here on the island, so um, there are bus systems in the bigger cities, and of course Oahu has uh, public transportation if that's your if that's your thing to go to Honolulu, but on the outside islands, transportation is really limited, so the ways to get around are limited so you've got that Rental car situation, and that's what everybody else has also. So yes, Tom, the roads are the roads are crowded. Um, there's a lot of traffic. I mean, Hawaii, the Hawaiian Islands. Uh, each of the islands has periods of the time during the day, generally around when school gets out in the afternoon, when the traffic starts to pick up and things slow down. But um, we're seeing big traffic jams on the two islands that we've been on. At, and even the local people comment on the fact that, gee, this is very unusual. This is not something that we're used to seeing. There just are so many people here right now.
1: Now, of course, uh, they're coming out of uh, the COVID lockdown. And for a long period of time, you couldn't even, you know, even go to the islands. And, and then, of course, now you're they're coming back. The restaurants had been closed for a long time. What are you seeing in regards to uh, uh, to the restaurants and to. You know, the sightseeing and so forth. Is there still a lot of stuff that's not available? Uh, do you have to wait a long time to, to get that meal? Uh, Got
0: to bring your bring your patience. Yeah. Um, one thing, if you're coming over here, uh, you and you're somebody who likes to do certain things, like let's say here on Maui, there are a lot of opportunities for people to do snorkeling or to go to go dive, scuba diving. Um, those things are fill are filling up. Mm, one to two weeks ahead of time. So if traditionally you came over here and then you made your decisions of what you were going to do when you got here, that's a really bad idea right now. Uh, If you have a Hawaiian vacation plan, my suggestion to you is that if you have favorite restaurants or favorite shows or favorite activities that you like to do, that you get those booked and get them confirmed before you ever get here because I, just this morning at one of the activities desks, I witnessed a lady who was going into convulsions practically because she couldn't get the the cruise that she wanted to do. And, well, it just has to be available. There just has to be somebody who has this available. And the concierge was trying to explain to the lady that, you know, everything is full and that, frankly, you want to go tomorrow. And the best time to have made that reservation was probably a couple of weeks ago. Well, I always come here and make my reservations At this hotel, you know how come you can't serve me? Well, and I just thought to myself, Karen, um, take a break, Um, step back a little bit, and um, they can't help you. I mean, you 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 tried to do what you've always done and assumed that that would work, and right here now in Hawaii, that's not really the way to go. You need to do your homework and you need to plan these things in advance because otherwise, when you get here, you're going to be fighting over crumbs. With a whole lot of other people who are fighting over the same crumbs. Uh, the COVID restrictions are, uh, are things starting to come back? Are people wearing well, masks? The, e, e, yes, things are going uh, in the opposite direction. Now, here on Maui, it's a younger demographic. Maui has always been, and they call this island the gathering place. And the, the age, average age of the people who are vacationing on Maui, I would say, traditionally is lower than it is on other islands, and there now is no exception. There are plenty of people here who fit into the 20s, 30s, 40s age bracket, and they're not being as careful. But I will tell you that um, just in the period of time, we were on Kauai for four days, now we've been here for about 36 hours. Um, the number of people who are masking seems to be increasing. Uh, I'll tell you here at the uh, Royal Lahaina, uh, they have closed the hot tub. So the um, hot tub at the hotel we left on Kauai was closed the day that we, they were closing it. There was an announcement up the day that we left. So, uh, yes, there are COVID is starting to impact and hotels and restaurants. I saw a sign today uh, in a small shop in downtown Lahaina that said, please, only six people in the store at a time. Um, those were not things that I had been seeing in my travels in the last four to six weeks. So, yes, we've taken that pendulum that many people were tired of watching and had swung too far in one direction, some people thought. And we have yanked that sucker all the way back to the other side. And I might suggest to you that we've thrown all caution to the wind and we're getting pretty much what, you know, what what we what we knew could happen if we did that, and that is what's happening. Now, and again, it's a lot of folks are asymptomatic with this, or they only feel poorly for a short period of time and they feel like they're over it. But then the problem is that you're contagious and you're out infecting other people. And some of those people um, may not be able to brush it off as quickly as you have. And for some of these fo- for some folks who are not vaccinated at all, have chosen not to protect themselves. I'm going to suggest to you that you are you are really playing Russian roulette right now, because there are a lot of people walking around with this virus. And if you are somebody who could get it um, and you haven't taken any precautions to protect yourself along the way, that then you're much more likely to get sick and it's more prevalent right now. So the attitude of, you know, let's just go on with life without this that's a that's an approach but i think i'm i'm seeing more cautious people and we talked in the last segment about this concept of pre-travel testing and i just i really think that we're going to hear more about that in the next few weeks as people with common sense say hey this makes sense to me to make sure that i'm not sick before i travel because of all of the bad, of all of the downside that happens if I get a long ways away from home and I haven't and I become ill, you know, uh,
1: I think uh, the the wisdom would be wait until things settle down again. Uh, but for those that have already booked their vacations, they have to go now because of one reason or another. Uh, you know, they maybe they already have it set. Uh, what advice can you give these people? in regards to their behavior. As we mentioned, testing before you go would be a good start. But once you're there uh, to try to make it as enjoyable as possible and, and not be angst all the time and upset everybody around you, what advice
0: do you have? There's no question that being in crowded areas is going to be, is going to put you at greater risk. I personally believe that being on an airplane with the air exchange is a fairly minimal situation in terms of risk. But I wore a mask on the flight over and I wore a mask in the airports because I there's a lot of people running around and the airports now are very busy. And I just felt I'm vaccinated, boosted. I'm trying, but I'm a tour director. And if I get out here and I get sick a couple of days and then I test positive a couple of days into the trip, that's going to have a tremendous impact on the people that I'm traveling with, not to mention the fact that I might infect some of them. So I can't do my job if I'm not able to to um, to help them. So I I want to want to also and we'll take a break here and we'll come back and talk about some other aspects of this. But one other thing I want to mention before we, we go to the commercial break, people in Hawaii are really tired. The people here who are serving you are really, really tired. Um, Most of them have worked their butts off now for the last couple of months. There was a restaurant in downtown Lahaina today that had just a a small, casual restaurant that has sign on the door and said, um, we are closed today, um, Saturday. Um, Sorry for the inconvenience. All of our staff has worked 14 consecutive days, and we just have to take a day off. That's verbatim exactly what the sign said. Wow. Um, So— You know, that's self-preservation on their part. So I'm sure there will be people who will go to that little cafe and, you know, that was their favorite spot in the whole island and they couldn't wait to get there. And they're going to be terribly disappointed that it's closed today. Maybe that's the only opportunity they had to go there. But um, you couldn't help but have a little compassion when you read that sign for thinking, wow, these people have worked 14 days in a row um, and working hard because they're busy. And the only way that they could give people a break was just to shut the doors for a day. Hey there,
1: Tom Romano with you here in Sacramento. Mark Hoffman with Sports Leisure Vacations with a group of travelers all the way over into the islands in Hawaii. He's in Maui at the moment. We're talking about uh, vacationing in Hawaii. What's it like? What's it going to be like when you get there? Uh, You're talking to our listeners today who maybe have a vacation already scheduled. There's no way out of it. They're going. Uh, Do you have some advice for them in regards to meeting the people in Hawaii halfway and uh, dealing with making it as a positive experience as, as possible?
0: This is the land of aloha. And that's something that really means a lot to the Hawaiian people. They have always, in the 40-plus years that I've been bringing people to the islands, one thing really stands out. The people here really, truly make an effort to help you have a good time. And it's important to them to have a good time. They they live off of of word-of-mouth recommendations. The reason this is such a popular place is because people come here, they're treated well, um, things aren't inexpensive in the islands. So you need to, you know, I mean, it needs to be a positive experience, but as we mentioned before the break, um, some of these folks are, are really tired. You can see it in their faces. Um, you can, it, 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 it's, you know, uh, even when they say aloha and mahalo and, and stuff, uh, sometimes there's a little tail off there at the end. They're, they're worn out. So you, if you meet them in the middle, You will just be amazed at the response that you get. Um, Saying something nice to the housekeeper in the hallway and leaving her a couple of bucks on the bed um, will get you a response that you probably never thought about. If someone does something nice for you at some place um, or does you some little favor or gets you into the restaurant or, um, you know, something happens that's even the slightest bit positive, if you can remember to thank the person who might be res- or the people who might be responsible for that, you would be blown away at the response you'll get from those people because they're kind of used to getting run over at this point. And um, when people are not happy, pizza place the other day on Kauai with a sign: "Hey, we're open. You're welcome to come in and 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 eat with us, but please understand that we're short staffed." And that your pizza may take a little longer to make and get to you than it usually does. Um, so seeing those things around, it really, it, it, I just have found, I've been trying to take the approach of really thanking people who do anything at all to help me. Or even if they're just doing their regular job and they're doing it well, um, telling, being thankful and being respectful and also um, being patient. You're sitting in a restaurant and you're wondering, gee, my goodness, it's been 30 minutes since we ordered. I mean, I ha- we haven't even gotten the soup yet or the salad, um, you know, just inquire nicely about, you know, what's going on as opposed to causing a big scene or something. Because these people just I mean, I'm just going to tell you, as nice as these folks are, if you do that, you're going to go to the bottom of the list. So, um, you yeah. a little respect and a little courtesy and that, and that wouldn't just apply to Hawaii right now. If you're going on the road and you can be kind and be nice and be respectable, full, full to people when you interact with them, you may be setting up the next person for a positive experience. And what if the last person was kind and respectful and patient and that made your experience just a little bit better? So it's it's something to think about. I, I know that's not top of mind with everybody. But if you're the kind of person who likes to recognize things, um, recognize them on a little, maybe even a little different level than you usually do. You
1: know, last week we talked about, uh, in fact, it was uh, one of our uh, travel tips this past week uh, about timing uh, when you when you travel. and And, and, and I would think that. That fits in perfectly with uh, a trip over to Hawaii in that everybody wants to have dinner at that perfect time at six o'clock mm-hmm. or whatever. So timing to book your, your, uh, your dinner uh, at an earlier time when it's not, uh, it's not in high demand or later in the evening. I mean, my gosh, you're on vacation you shouldn't be on any kind of a schedule where my, that that right after dinner, 30 minutes after dinner, you've got to be somewhere else. So, yeah. you know, what do you think?
0: Well, I, I, I again, that's really good wisdom. If you can stay out of peak periods, if you can. I mean, think of, I went into with some, some of our folks into downtown Lahaina this morning. I had never been in downtown Lahaina at 1015 in the morning because. Usually we're doing something else. Lahaina is a later in the day thing or you don't get there till noon because no one else gets there till noon. At ten fifteen in the morning, it was cooler. There were very few people on the streets. All the shops were open. The museums were open. And histor- Lahaina is a really historical little town. And uh, there's a tremendous amount of, of cool stuff there. And you could get into things and look at them and walk around. And you weren't besieged by A zillion other people. If you went into a restaurant and had lunch at 1130 or quarter to 12, you probably got pretty good service. And by the time you came out on the street, well, you know, all the crowds were there. So just that example this morning of, listen, in Hawaii, people don't get out of bed early. Hmm. So if you get a little bit of a head start on the day and end your day a little earlier then you're going to have a, a tremendous, a lot more successful. And that whole timing thing right now is, yes, if you can make your dinner reservations at the I've got my group is having dinner at the Royal Lahaina here tonight on the, the back terrace. There'll be entertainment. It'll be a wonderful meal. We're starting a little after five o'clock. It's not the time that I would ideally scheduled dinner, but I know that by going a little after five o'clock and having spoken to the manager and, and the like ahead of time, we're going to get the seating we wanted. We're going to get good service. We're going to be special guests. And that's what I want for my people is that the very best experience possible and making a reservation at 630 tonight at this hotel would not have brought them the same level of service or the same level of experience. I'm absolutely certain of it.
1: Very good. That's. I wish. I wish I was with your tour group. Now, that, <laughs> Mark. Uh, obviously, uh, you've, you've, you've. As we always say, you, you've done your homework. Now, uh, Maui is uh, your last uh, stop before you guys head back to Sacramento.
0: It is. We. Uh, this is a, a kauai Maui combination, and we talked about how much those islands are different. I know you're a big fan of the. Of the big island and and I am too there's a lot of wonderful things there, and there are more open spaces but really you got to think about the fact that um, the, these islands have in terms of roads um, very limited capacity and the, the, the traffic over here because there are a lot of people and there are a lot of people in rental cars um, the traffic is is really a negative I mean I just really would mention that to people and I would if you haven 't made a Hawaiian reservation and you're thinking about coming over here i would really suggest to you that you might want to wait to the fall it couldn't possibly be any busier and uh it might be a little better also it's summertime over here and uh the climate's changing a little bit as we all know uh, maui is uh, running about 85 degrees right now mm-hmm. and uh, when we went out and this morning at 10 o'clock in lahaina it was it was wonderful, but by the time it got to be one o'clock, it was really, uh, it was really crowded. Listen, we're, we're going to run out of time here in a minute, and I want to just mention one other thing that's really important. Um, we, we talk about this all the time, but here right now, because everything is running at capacity, and if you get here and you try to make a reservation, you may be disappointed. If you make your reservations before you leave home, make sure you confirm everything. Because bus companies that are running tours are short of drivers, so in some cases they're having to cancel things on short notice and and regretfully tell people, hey, we can't make this happen. We talked about a restaurant that was closed. Um, You may find an entertainment venue that's not open because maybe it's a dinner show and... They've had a COVID outbreak among their staff and they're not able to handle people or they've canceled that night. It would be better if you could come on another night. If you had checked a few days before you left home, you might have been you might have found that out. And again, when you get here, um, sign up for updates and things like that through your your cell phone so that people can notify you and connect with you if they have valid, important information to share with you. All right,
1: Mark, you have a great rest of your trip. Uh, Aloha, my friend. You stay well. Final
0: final words to our listeners before we go. Please dance like nobody's watching. Just don't come over to Hawaii and do it right now.
1: (laughs) All right, my friend, stay well. We'll see you next week at 3 here on The Travel Guys.